0: Listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech athletics podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line.
1: Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I am your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man? Man, I am enthralled
0: with the National Invitation Tournament tournament.
1: The NIT tournament, huh?
0: Yes. I'm really not enthralled, but we got a little skin in the game this year.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I, th- I otherwise I, I, probably, I probably... Theoretically. Probably wouldn't have an issue with it, but I'm actually a little irritated how long it's taken. They had a huge break between the last round and this one. Uh, and I guess... There there was a little bit of a stretch this evening where we thought uh, there may have been an announcement coming soon about the next Texas Tech head coach. But they ended up pulling out the victory. North Texas did over Wisconsin. The last standing Big 12 team, which, sorry, Big 10 team, uh, which uh, Tom Izzo, coach of the Michigan State Spartans, seems to think that the Big 10 conference is the best basketball conference top to bottom. Um, I don't know if you you saw those comments he made in the postgame after they that they lost. Yeah. Um, you talked about how, how difficult of a conference it was because everybody beats up on, her, on themselves. Like you realize that like every conference does that. Right. Yeah. But I've got some, uh, some numbers to back that up, which we'll, we'll talk about in a little bit when we get to basketball, but we got baseball to talk about first. I'm a little baseball sad. Uh, Michael Texas Tech <laughs> wrapped up a four game road trip, uh, and went winless. Oh, and four.
0: I wanted to point out something. So, you know, we went on a, uh, went on a hiatus for a while, uh, which is why I can't talk. And we triumphantly came back last week. And since we've been back, tech has been swept in softball. Tech has been swept in baseball. They've lost a fourth one today. Uh, The lady Raiders ended their season. They had a season ending loss
1: on the road. So what so, you're saying is we should just go ahead and hang it up until we get back to the fall. And Unless you're just saying we should just just hang everything up and be like, we can't risk it with the football team. Well, I think I mean I think of
0: a streak. I think golf did pretty well, so I think we've just got to pick. Just we've just got to say okay. Well, this this week of dedication of us recording at least got one of our golfers another trophy. So hey, we we do this we do this for you. We do this for everybody.
1: Yeah. I am a, I am fully focused on, on the Wyoming Cowboys. <laughs> you got a scouting report yet? No. Okay. Don't think we'll need one, honestly,
0: but we'll talk really about that in the fall that confident. And uh, I mean, that's some bold, bold confidence
1: in March. Have you heard Joey McGuire speak?
0: <laughs> well, that's fair.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, we got, we got baseball to talk about. 0-4 oh, road trip, including being swept in Austin. They lost today. Uh, we'll talk about a little bit more, but three straight walk-off losses for the Red Raiders, which is painful. Finding ways to lose in heartbreak fashion. Got TCU coming into town this weekend. Uh, basketball, you, you talked about the women's team, their run in the WNIT coming to an end against the Arkansas Razorbacks the Super 16. Um, a brief update, if you will, on North Texas basketball, for those that are wondering, for whatever reason. Football, spring practice, um, and then wrap up with what do we learned. We, we, we have a lot in the what do we learned section, and, and it uh, all has to do with food. So <coughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But first, Michael, need to remind everybody that today's episode 338 of the 23 Personal Podcast is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly formed internet community here to help us grow and hate on your favorite team. Rising tide lifts all boats, so check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org. You can check out our podcast page. See our lovely faces if you haven't already. I don't know why you wouldn't. We've got a YouTube channel where we stream most of our stuff when uh, the platform decides it wants to work. Uh, also, not shy about putting our stuff on 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 on, on the Twitter, um, or you can go to Instagram. Check out Sports Drink, uh, so it's at Sports Drink, spelled like Sports Drink, but without the vowels. All that we ask is you close the door behind you, turn off the phone, count. We are also proud members of the Staking the Plains Content Creator Network, with our good friends Rob and Kyle of the Gambling Gaucho's Podcast, Keith and David over at. Dinger Derby and Red Raider Dugout and Sibby and I can't believe I'm Shelby. So sorry, Shelby of oh, the Seeing Scarlet podcast uh, and Ryan Mainville. Sorry, dude, left him off the Gauchos. I'm, I'm whiffing at this 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 name Man. list. Uh, network's getting big enough. We should just stop stop using everybody's names. Let's just put it that way. Um, super excited to be a part of that group and all the content and focus on Texas Tech specific stuff. We've got obviously uh, baseball specifically covered with, with Dinger Derby um, big 12 and betting and Texas tech, tech, obviously with, with, with the gauchos. Uh, if you haven't heard about their new affiliation with Dave Campbell's and the Republic of Texas podcast network, check that out. And then uh, tech tech athletics, but a specific uh, deep, deeper dive into the women's athletic side with seeing Scarlett go check out any and all of those fine productions wherever you find your podcasts or over at stakingtheplanes.com. Yes sir. A,
0: a quick word on seeing Scarlett. They are getting some love from the Lady Raider basketball team. Uh-huh. Including players and Krista Gerlich herself. So I've I've been seeing that on Twitter quite a bit. Yes sir. So hats off to those ladies. They're doing a lot of doing a lot of work and they make it look easy because they are so passionate about it and so knowledgeable but i know that it's a lot of work so hats off to them
1: yeah i know that one of them works for texas tech in a very intriguing uh, position with their esports and the other one is a entrepreneur runs their own business so those ladies are got their hands full with their own own work but still like us but in their own way carving out time to Cover the school and the athletics that we love so dearly. So, Michael, you want to start with baseball, basketball, or football? I think you know what. I wonder.
0: Okay let's let's start with baseball. I think, okay. and and then um, we can end with football because I feel like the first half of the podcast will be the three sports, and then the second half of the podcast will be all the food stuff that we've got in the What We Learn
1: section. Sounds great. Let's do it. Yeah, it's possible. Left field. Well struck. desloney picks it up on a bounce. He's racing for second throw. Out in second. Young lifts it to right. And some time because all the tools are there. Wow, this one launched deep left off the bat of Warren and into the bleachers. There he goes. And the pitch is driven. It's deep to right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be packing your bags on one just yet, fellas. Uh, plenty of season left ahead of you. It's all, all I mean by that. But got some work to do, uh, especially after this past this road trip, the past four games. Texas Tech, Tech has got an 0-4 skid going on. Um, only the, uh, the fifth time in Tadlock era that Texas Tech, Tech has been swept. Only the second time they've been swept in conference play. Last year, by TCU being the first, and then this year, Texas. Um, I don't know if you want to consider that a trend, but uh, un unpalatable regardless
0: <laughs> to yeah. lose
1: to the Longhorns. A team that you, won, uh, you do, you know, the team home and away splits uh, are significant for Texas Tech. You play much better at home. Uh, but with that being said, Texas was hot, but you were supposedly the better team coming into this game and this series. Um, You lose all three of those games, Saturday and Sunday, you lose in heartbreaking fashion with walk-offs. Both of those games, you tied the game late to even force it to get to the bottom of the ninth. Um, I I think the Saturday game, you tied it up in the eighth. Sunday, you tied it in the ninth, only to turn it around and then lose it. Uh, the Saturday ending was bizarre and heartbreaking, all wrapped up into one. Uh, Andrew Devine's on the, on the mound gives up a leadoff, uh, sorry, leadoff double, balks the runner over to third, and I, I wasn't watching the game, so I don't know. I don't know what he did to balk. Um, not that I've heard anybody complain about it, but it's just it's just strange to. Just it's so r- rare these days to see that. Um and then a wild pitch <laughs> scores the runner from third. Uh and then on Sunday, leadoff batter smokes a home run. Uh to to win that one. So when it came around to New Mexico today and you had tied it or it was tied going in the bottom of the ninth, uh I was listening to the radio, Jamie and, and Hack's like, let's just get the first guy out, right? Because the, the first guy had been the one that caused damage on Saturday and Sunday. You got the first guy out in Albuquerque today mm-hmm. to give up like a just absolute moonshot of a home run to the second guy. See, it killed me. I was I was listening to this game
0: at work, and when I left work, it was 10 8. Actually, not when I left work. That was when I got home. And I thought, okay, there's I'm feeling pretty good about this. Um, obviously New Mexico tied it up and then went on to win, but I missed all that. I completely missed all that because by the time I got home, we were getting our little one to karate and all this stuff. And I had no idea all this had happened. And then I was checking Twitter while we were at karate because I'm a good dad and I was on my phone and I was like, Oh man, this is, this happened again, again. (laughs) third time in a row. I, I wanted, I wanted to share you a little bit of positives over, um, you know, our pal Keith has red Raider com. You've already mentioned Dinger Derby, his podcast, but despite the fact that tech went nine of 54 with runners on base in Austin this weekend, despite that, there's still a little bit of hope regarding the, you know, the sweep kind of voodoo because of how baseball works. So, The last time, you know, you mentioned these, these, the last two times uh, tech got swept. Uh, Last year was TCU. Of course, this time, most recent was this weekend. But following those times, they've bounced back the last three times they've been swept. Um, You know, in 2014, they bounced back following getting swept at Kansas and swept West Virginia. Uh, 2015, after, um, they got swept by Cal State Fullerton. They went two of three against San Diego State. And then, of course, last year, after the TCU broom handling, they won two of three versus West Virginia. So there's there's kind of some precedent there. The only time they didn't was the the you know, tadlocks first time losing three in a series, and that was in 2013. They lost all three to K state and then they lost two of three to Kansas the following series. So there's, there's hope there's, there's, it's like, it's, it kind of cleanses some things. So I'm, I'm hoping for, and, and they're at home too. I, uh, I think what's text record at home 17 and two or something like that. So this weekend's looking pretty good. Uh, and, I. Someone was saying in the discord before we started, I think Oklahoma state was down seven, nothing to Dallas Baptist right now. I mean, things are just crazy. So there's kind of some, it's not good. It's not fun to lose to Texas and it's not fun to lose in those fashions. Um, So I, I could get why people could be discouraged and upset, but this goes back to what we talked about last week. It's a lot of young guys you've got a lot of young guys and you're going to have some arms that maybe pitch pitching a lot better one Saturday than they did the next or, you know, making it only one in a third inning as a starter because, because they're 19. So I, I don't know. I I'm trying not to get too down about it. I, I'm, I feel like tech still has a chance to write their own destiny. They've still got a lot of talent. Uh, the, the game in Albuquerque really smarts. Um, yeah, it does. <laughs> but the other three, you know, as much as those smart, I kind of think the one in Albuquerque hurts. But there's at least history there too. I mean, they, Tech lost the exact same score last year on almost the same scenario.
1: They they lost yeah a walk off to end the game eleven to ten in Albuquerque like they did today. Yeah, uh, and I I don't I don't remember if you said this. I, I know I just kind of just read it real quickly on the the wrap up from from Keith. But four of the past six games that you've had you've played against the Longhorns have finished in a walk off. No, two for Texas Tech, obviously, and then two for Texas. Where um, Kurt Wilson stole home, and then the following night he hit the grand slam. So uh, similar in that, like you, you each team kind of stole home in, in a sense, like they they didn't get it, they they didn't score on a hit. Um, where you know Kurt Wilson was a straight steal of home, and uh, the Longhorns had it on a wild pitch. That was uh, the the runners able to score from third on that one, and then the other one was a was a home run. Um, you didn't need all four of the runs from the grand slam to to overcome the Longhorns, um, but still four of the last six have been decided by a walk off, and it sucks when it happens to you. And I'm sure the Longhorns felt the same way last year, but. That uh, they they didn't end up getting swept by the 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 walkoffs, but anyways, on to the next. We got TCU coming into town. So you were talking about the the history there, the bounce back from the Red Raiders. One, they're going to be back home. At two, their history of after coming off of a sweep, um, you know, just a little bit more with the the midweek loss as well. Uh, but you'll hope to be more full full strength with your your pitching staff. Um, you, obviously your offense was there. Offense is almost always there in in Albuquerque. Uh, Jeff and Jamie were talking about like they they couldn't remember time that the, the wind wasn't blowing out, <laughs> right in, in Albuquerque. But then like you kind of understand that they 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 built their ballpark to kind of uh, to account for some of that because the uh, I saw a home run uh, Owen Washburn's home run early in the, in the first inning, cleared the fence that was marked four thirteen. One of the <laughs> deepest outfield fences I've seen, uh, and then went out there. In the power alleys, it was like four oh eight or something. It was like or I think Tex is like three ninety or whatever um which also reminds me uh how how some longhorn fans like like to give Tech, Tech a hard time about the offense and how our offense plays really well in Lubbock because they think our 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 stadium dimensions are small that we we allow for offense uh for them to to um Conveniently forget that when their new coach started, he moved the fences in as as many, as forty feet, um, and the dimensions are pretty similar. It's like you're complaining about our 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 park being offensive, but it's the same size as yours.
0: This um, is okay. Okay, totally different, bizarre rant. This I can't think of another sport. I was trying to think of it today, aside from golf, and maybe racing, that you compete. You constantly just compete on completely different yep. dimensioned fields. There's no such thing as a level playing field. You even had a uh, something you brought up today in Discord.
1: Level playing. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a second.
0: You brought up something in Discord today, which just blew my mind about the mound height. You know, the pitching mound height is not is supposed to be regulated, but no one really seems to pay attention to it. And then I think Keith shared some screenshots of. Uh, you know the the South Carolina game and then the Texas game and it looked it was like a both of them were extremes. It looked like the South Carolina mound was really flat and then the Texas game was, you know, it was like two feet plus. It, it was just it's just such a bizarre sport. I love it that it's that strange. Uh, but you know it would be really annoying to be a bowler and then you show up and like oh well you know. Up here in the Rockies, our lanes are 66 feet instead of 60 and you bowl at a two degree incline. You, you know, I mean, how, <laughs> right. how weird would that be to just show up and everything's different? Well, here in Edmonton, our goals are six inches shorter on each side. So good luck playing hockey here, you, you know, I've,
1: or like, okay, the USA, <laughs> the, the, the hoops are, uh, like three quarters of an inch smaller than they are anywhere else or whatever I don't know um yeah it's it, which is strange right because like so many things are very prescriptive in baseball it's like yes everything is measured and recorded uh and and the things that are measured and recorded in the, in the rule books and and all that kind of stuff they're they're obviously very like they're very particular about it like they don't care about the the outfield dimensions but the the pitcher's mount is 60 feet six inches from home plate the pitching rubber is 10 inches higher than the plate. Bases are 90 feet from each other. They have specific dimensions about what the size and shape of a of home plate is supposed to be, and exactly where it's supposed to sit, and and what part of 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 the bases all of it is in fair territory, and 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 if the the foul line is in territory ter- fair territory, which it is, um, which is strange to think about. Like the foul line actually sits in fair territory, but if a ball hits the line, it's in. Well, it crosses
0: the, it's like, it's kind of like the crossing the plane theory in football.
1: Yeah. It just, it, it marks the inside border of it. the
0: line. The line is the beginning of the end zone. The line is in,
1: um, except when it's not in, because then it's out.
0: Yeah. Then it's out if it's not in. Yeah.
1: But yet, so that, that, the, the mound thing, I, I, I was obviously brought onto that by, by the, the Dinger Derby podcast. We we're talking about it because somebody sent Keith a screenshot, those screenshots. Um yeah, you would think like if it's if it's written prescriptively that, that the the pitcher's amount is supposed to be ten inches above the plate, like that would be something that could be checked. The South Carolina one for sure looks like like it's 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 too low. It's flat. It almost looks like barely a little bump in the middle of the of the field, right? But that mm-hmm. U T mound looks like it's two feet tall. Which Okay, so you, you can say both teams gain an advantage, right? But if it's your home park where you play two-thirds of your games and do all your practicing there, you're more used to that. So it would still benefit the home team just that much more than anybody visiting. But yeah, like, like that mound is not 10 inches above the playing surface or above a home plate. And it's certainly taller than that. No, there's no way. But you would think like why why is that not regulated? Why is that not inspected? Why is that not something that should be should have some kind of oversight like oh actually your 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 dimensions are wrong. Your field is not how it, like it's not, it's not up to spec.
0: We need a, a, a I will volunteer to take some GPS survey equipment and get some elevations
1: and we can we can make this happen. We can take some... But then, like, what do you do about it? Like, do you, you turn it over to the conference? Like, hey, their their mound is twice as high as it's supposed to be. Like, does that... You vacate every win they've got? <laughs> like, how does... What do you... What do you... What do you what's, the, what's the end game? What's the result?
0: That here? will You're probably be... That'll probably be one of those unwritten baseball rules that we don't know until someone tries to call somebody on it. And they're just like, oh, well, you know. You uh, know, if it's close... To, if it's roughly 10 inches, it doesn't really matter.
1: <laughs> oh, we wrote them a letter. And and we we yeah. asked them to fix it before next season.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. We, someone went out there with a you know with a leaf blower and you know <laughs> and up, got so rid I'm of sure. some of it and it's fine. You're good now. Yeah. Anyway, so I did have I did have two positives we could end on if you if you want to move on. You don't we don't have to.
1: Well, here's I, I sure he, he I, I do want to say something. Yeah. Um I understand the baseball people. Which I, I I consider myself a baseball person, but I'm also one that's a little more reactive. The baseball people that'll tell you, "Oh, it's just one game. It's fine. It's just one game. do nothing to worry about here." It's like, you know, how many alarming trends we've seen this season? To the like, no, no, it's it's it, it's fine. It's fine. No, 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 no. Like you you're, you're telling me everything's fine, but like the things that I've been concerned about have not been not been addressed or fixed and. Uh, it's actually kind of an alarming trend. It's not just one game that we can throw it off. Like, oh, it's fine. Oh, it, it, it was. It was one series. It's fine. It's fine. Well, yeah, but now you're. I think I just looked up. You're seventh in the conference standings right now, and obviously we talked about the 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 schedule being front loaded, and obviously a sweep. Super painful. You've got time to make it up, right? You've still got teams like Baylor and Kansas and Kansas state and all that kind of stuff that you can make up ground on Oklahoma. If they don't, if if they don't bounce back, can be one of these bottom teams. Um, like, yeah, it's a young team. Like you, you, you can throw out all of these things. It's probably just me like finding ways to be upset and, and, and whatever you want to call it. Um, yes, the team is young. Yes. They're, they're, they're still coming together and, Uh, I'm, I'm actually really getting sick of like, some of these guys should be going to prom. Well, except they, they did all their, all the work to be ready and mature enough to leave high school early. My
0: prom, my, my old high school had prom this last weekend. That seems weird. That seems really early.
1: Yeah. So it's like, I, I, I I don't, I don't get the defense of like, well, what the hell does it have to do with the dude going over four? and being the short, starting shortstop. And I'm, I'm, I'm I'm using Tracer Lopez specifically be, just because of like, that's the guy that gets thrown out. Like he should be at prom in his senior year. Not that I've any kind of specific qualms with his performance. He actually played really, really well this weekend in Austin. And he's been, he's been get, getting so good. Um, so like, again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not calling out Lopez. I'm just like, it was like, hey, it's a young team. They're still coming together. They're, halfway through the season now like we we talked about it a lot with basketball too. It was like well, oh, at what point are they supposed to be together now because it's not like this team hasn't been playing together for almost four months now well in
0: basketball you could I, I caught myself kind of doing that same thing well you know they've had injuries and uh you know bacho's been out and fardoz is back and he but he's out again you know you, you kind of caught yourself or I would catch myself trying to excuse that a little bit. And then it turned out, no, nah, they just weren't very good. Yeah. And, and a good it's, team. It but uh, I don't know if that's the case here. It's just, it's just no, it's, two, it's two, two big 12 opponents so far.
1: Just six games. Yep. You got seven more big 12. Nope. Six more big 12 series to go. Um, and, uh, it's it's obviously a distinct possibility that that this team could rip off and win the next six series with a handful of sweeps, and then we would be like, oh hey, remember that time we lost to Texas and like how stupid we were from being super concerned about it? Or Look how I mean, look how stupid Spencer was for being super concerned about it. Yeah, I I I would just I, I guess all I'm saying is like my current level of concern is backed up by them actually performing and their performance on the field, then like, oh, they're just young. Or they'll get it together. Or it, it was just one game. Uh, it's just one series. Okay, well.
0: it's a road series. It's a road series, Spencer. There's 30
1: games into the season. When is that supposed to get better? I mean, we're, we're 26 games in, so I, I was being a little, a little facetious or a little hyperbolic there, but still. Plenty when when you
0: record a when you record a podcast, you have to be you have to use hyperbole. got right? Can. You
1: got to be, got to be that guy. But and I'm, I'm not trying to be that guy. Either. I, like, please don't misunderstand. Like, I'm not trying to be uh, inflammatory or or emotional just because that's just like that's some kind of bit. Like, I love baseball, and I I I always have like really high expectations for for, for for my baseball teams. The Rangers will always let me down. <laughs> And this year hey, too, like I, I'm, I, it still feels like they're set up to on paper look like they, they've gotten so much better to still like win 70 games.
0: Hey, at least they've got some, some pretty interesting food options we may talk about later.
1: Yeah, we may talk about them later. Um, But yeah, so you mentioned it. We got uh, the, the upcoming schedule TCU this weekend. Uh, Michael's second favorite team, Abilene Christian on the fourth. And then a, uh, a non-Big 12 series the following weekend versus North Dakota State. That should get everybody caught up because right now Texas Tech is two series in. and Excuse me, the Big 12 play, whereas like teams like Texas are only one series in. The following next weekend, I think everybody should be caught up and be two series in. And then you've got a two-game... Um, at Stanford, which would be an interesting non-conference opponent there. And then you start, I wouldn't call it the back half of the schedule, but like you've got some, some opportunity here to make up some ground in, in big 12 standings, especially if this weekend doesn't go your way. I, I'm not saying it won't. I'm just, I'm just saying you, you you got time.
0: Two things about this weekend one i will be at game 2 on saturday
1: are you going you going make it no i i it's still so soon like, i i hate leaving her alone with three kids for that long and yes. she, she's still trying to figure it out and, and obviously the little one is still so young like she's held 24/7 essentially so
0: gotcha But well, just don't out there i'll be there i think there'll be uh the gauchos and and their folks there the picadors quite a few <laughs> They Quite a folks. few from the Discord coming in. Are, I mean, I guess I, I, could, mean, I, like, I could claim them too, I guess, but you know, I don't. Artists. I don't want to because there's the one that's, or I don't know if I'm worthy enough because they they started the network of uh, you know they started the Discord and. By the way, did did you talk about if you want to join the Discord, go to Gambling Gaucho's Twitter page and then follow the link in their bio. And I think it's five bucks a month will give you access to the Discord and their Patreon content and Spencer and I are on the discord, particularly in the food channel. Spencer is really in the baseball channel quite a bit. Surprisingly, that's probably my least active channel. Would you believe, would you, would you
1: find that surprising? No, not at all. Okay. There are a handful of channels, Michael. I couldn't tell you the last time I opened them up.
0: I open them every now and then just to clear the, just to clear the little thing. Uh, interesting thing on ACU, <clears throat> You know how I love ACU. Oh,
1: your, your, your favorite.
0: So I was behind a car in Lubbock the other day, and if this is you, I would like to know your story. You have an ACU sticker and a Hardin-Simmons University sticker. And for those of you uninitiated to the trio of Abilene Universities, Hardin-Simmons is Baptist, ACU is Church of Christ, and then there's McMurray University, who's Methodist. So we've got like the big three covered, you know, at least for the South. Now, if you, if you go up in the Northeast, we'd need a Catholic or university somewhere, but I just, I just want to know your story. I want to, I want to know how you get to be an Abilene Christian wildcat and a Hardin Simmons cowboy. You know, what, what kind of allegiances had to had to die there for, for you to make that move across town to go to grad school or whatever it was. It's just interesting. I dropped a quarter. (laughs) I'll pick it up. Yeah. Um, Is now a good time to talk about Ranger baseball food or should we just save all the baseball food to the end?
1: We're going to save all the food to the end.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm just really excited.
1: We'll just wrap up baseball here and and jump over to basketball. Um, One of these times we'll have a a full-fledged proper preview of the upcoming opponent. Tonight's not your night. It's not. <laughs> you're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. If, if you want that, if you want that kind of content, I know. I I I know a guy. I know a, a podcast, Dinger Derby, with Keith and David Collier. So go check that out.
0: I've really enjoyed them together. They have a good. Uh, they they do well together. So I, yeah.
1: Can I say I, I I like that pairing better than 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 Keith and Randy.
0: I don't remember the the Randy days. I do. I I know he was involved. I know he was involved (laughs) early on, but I I don't remember them as
1: well. He was involved. uh, He was involved with the uh, with the website. I think more than the podcast, but he was on the podcast quite a bit. I do love uh, Keith, George, and Mike Gustafson when they come together. But yes. Anyways, anyways. Uh, let's uh, let's jump over to basketball. Here comes Stevenson. Stays. Out! And oh! he's stuck back by the Ooh! freshman sensation Smith. Pass over the top before get a crowd stripped by Owens. Moretti on the run. Bounce pass. Here's Culver! Evans. Yes!
0: Game over! Mooney with a crossover in the line. Oh!
1: Now the shot clock is at three. Mooney spins, fires. Oh, he got it to go. Edwards with a three. Good. What a shot, Kyler Edwards. Ready doubled into two. Oh, to puts it down. ready Odiasi, throw bars it in. Shot clock down to five. Got the screen. Here's a three. Good. Colbert got the separation. Oh, oh. big shot. Woo. Stepping up big time. There's a new member of the final four club and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. I got nostalgic there for a second. Thinking back to that run. Um, and then I was reminded of a point and I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure with the the significant crossover of our listener base that we have probably with the Gouges, they're, they're, probably sick of like hearing us repeat some things that the the gouchers bring up. I was listening to one of their episodes, their most recent episode. Um, and Kyle was sharing something. It was something that was sent to them, but he was sharing this, uh, a little bit of research that somebody had done that of all the players that have left Texas tech in the past couple of years, they've all had significant roles in postseason play this year. Oh man, yeah. Uh, you and 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 you were like, man, like you just you were you kind of hoped like they would go away, like you just wouldn't hear from him again, but like literally but everyone, s- Vlad here. Golden, <laughs> he's going to Final Four, man. Yes, FAU. Hey, okay, so the, the Final Four w- with the the end of that that bumper there, the lowest seed, sorry, the highest seed in the, in this year's Final Four is a four, Michael. You had a four, I think two fives and a nine. Oof. Um, again, going back to something I heard that the gauchos was I it was just rem- reminiscing about that run. The run that Texas Tech took to the final four was brutal. Like you took down, like okay, so your your first game uh was that the Northern Kentucky game? Or was I it think Stephen so. F. Austin? I think it was uh, Stephen F. Austin. Yeah, Northern
0: Kentucky might have been the year before.
1: Anyway, so you get them, and then you get Buffalo. Uh, and Buffalo was a, was a, a trendy pick to, to make the upset over the Red Raiders. Um, but then you get this stretch of, like, higher seed. Like, you, you went through, like, threes and one, like No, sorry, twos and ones ahead of you. You played Gonzaga. You played Michigan. You played Michigan State. And they were all higher seeded than you were. And then you played Virginia, obviously, as, as a one seed. Whereas like the the path to a title this year, <laughs> you've got to beat a nine seed. You gotta beat a five seed. I, I don't know. It's just it's just the way like just how how the the tournament has shaken out this year, but
0: um I I, I wanna admit something to you.
1: You you won't or you want to?
0: Uh, no, I want to. Okay. I have been completely and totally checked out of the tournament this year. Uh, I mean, maybe not completely and totally like this last weekend, I paid attention to the Texas game a little bit, um, but maybe the, in the K-State game, I, I caught them when they, you know, most of the Michigan state game with them, but prior and since those games, I just, I don't know. I've never been huge into the tournament. Unless tech's been in it and fortunately tech's been in it a lot the last several years. So then, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely paying attention and trying to keep up with it more just in general because I'm already paying attention anyway, but man, tech out of it. I've, I've completely reverted back to like 2015 Michael, where I was just like, oh, it's why is everybody, why are all the sports bars busy? Oh, that's right.
1: I'm 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 going back and trying to figure out the last because I remember turning a game on for a little bit. I'm trying to remember what day that was and what game I was watching. Um, I I still don't see a matchup that looks familiar, and I'm back to Friday the seventeenth. So this is like first round type of games. So we've been dialed in. Well, I mean
0: you you have a very good excuse. Like your whole your whole life has changed. I mean
1: maybe the last
0: month, six weeks.
1: Well I was gonna say it was uh it was Texas Xavier, but that doesn't sound familiar at all. Creighton Baylor, no maybe it was Miami uh Miami Houston for a few minutes. Oh, you know, that was
0: one I wanted to watch, and then just kind of forgot about it, anyways, yeah, by the time by the time I was cause I thought, okay, second weekend, I'll start paying attention some more. Like I want to see how Houston's doing. And by the time I realized I, I started trying to look up a game to watch or see who's doing what Houston was already out. Oh, well, crap, okay, yeah. Um, I I, I missed it again. I missed the boat once again.
1: Yeah, this is. I I can't imagine so far out of it.
0: I can't imagine how this would be for. I I don't know. I'm sure it's somewhat blasphemous to like really rabid basketball fans. Like if we were listening to people who just kind of checked out of the playoffs for football, like completely checked out.
1: Yeah, I don't know. So I'll I'm, watch
0: it. I have checked out of some championship games before because you know who cares if Alabama or Clemson Clemson wins again. Whatever, I don't give a shit.
1: I'm I'm curious to to see what like what level of of buy in there is kind of like nationally, with the Final Four and moving forward, because you don't have that top tier team left. You don't have like a Kentucky or Kansas or whatever Duke, um, because without like any of them, like. Is there anybody left to watch these besides the fans of these teams? The 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 junkies and, and the people who might
0: have the little skin in the game? Because like you know? I'm
1: I'm I'm trying to think about like FAU San Diego State holds no interest with me. Miami Yukon holds no like even a title game of like San Diego State Yukon. I don't know if I would turn that on. <laughs> And, and like it's it started off because Texas Tech wasn't in it, but now it's like there's nobody in it. <laughs> I, I I don't I I remember watching the title game last year with Kansas. Did they play Duke. Who did uh, they
0: defeat last year? If it wasn't Duke, it was
1: somebody else. Big though, wasn't it?
0: Oh, it was that. That kid with the name that starts with a B that was
1: really good.
0: He's in the NBA now, oh, well, it was, obviously.
1: was uh, North Carolina.
0: North Carolina. Yeah, I was, I was. That's what I thought, but I thought, well, I don't want to instantly just say no. It wasn't Duke. It was North Carolina, and then be wrong. <laughs> well, so like, so, like, so like no, dumbass. It was it was Michigan State or whoever. Oh, oh, yeah.
1: The the final four was Kansas Villanova. And Kansas just beat the crap out of Nova, 81-65. And Duke, North Carolina. So you had three, if not four, kind of big names in the final four. And then you get Kansas, North Carolina as as the championship game. I think a lot of people are tuned in even that weren't Kansas or, or North Carolina or Big 12 or ACC fans, right? But this year, San Diego State and FAU, I don't know. I just, I'm out. I'm out, dude. <laughs> um, I'm I'm even kind of out on on the nit.
0: Uh, oh yeah, I was yeah, but
1: But I mean, so, well, I wouldn't typically have been in on the nit except for we're we're following the the progression of a certain team and coach. Um, who will be in the finals now? North Texas did win over Wisconsin night fifty six fifty four. The other game, Utah Valley UAB has gone to overtime. So they just still don't know who they will be uh, facing in the final there. I do want to, I, I do want to go back to uh, Tom Izzo. He made the comments about how the big 10 was the best. I don't It was, it was a video from their postgame conference, press conference. Um, but essentially he, he made the comments and said, like, you can't convince him that the big 10 isn't the best basketball conference in the country. I was like, "Hold on, (laughs) hold on, there, Tom." (laughs) Um, And I I, I looked it up, and this is based on on one thing only, and it's the conference rankings and ratings for RPI of this season, right? So, yes, RPI does take into effect quite a few things. So, like, it should kind of account for uh, um, strength of schedule, home and away all that kind of stuff, right? Texas Tech's complete,
0: completes, you know, nothing burger of a non-con schedule. So it accounts for that. Yeah,
1: absolutely nothing burger. So Big Ten, uh, unsurprising to me, was third. uh, And their rating, their score here was a .556. SEC was second, .562. So not that much differentiates between three and two, two and three, .006. But then you get Big 12, number one. 0.584. So between the Big 12 at 584 and the Big 10 at 556, do the math with me, 0.028. So almost, you know, what is that, three hundredths? Just 0.028. You know how much separates the Big 10 at three from the West Coast Conference at eight? 0.28 0.28 I'm so, oh. sorry 0.028 so as much of a difference between the Big 12 in first place and the Big 10 in third place as what separates the Big 10 from third place and the West Coast Conference in eighth place
0: the only reason they're there is because they have Gonzaga
1: yep uh, actually they're, they're tied with the Pac-12 at point two, at, you know 528 as well So, between – you're closer to ninth than you are to first there, Tom Izzo. So, his – you can't convince me. Well, like, it's not even close, man. Like, hands down, the Big 12 is the best, top to bottom. SEC is second. SEC reigns supreme in in baseball and football, and it's just kind of unfair that they are second in basketball, too.
0: (laughs) I know. Um, I mean, where did this come from all of a sudden? It seems like they've really – with Alabama and Arkansas and, and Tennessee. you know, yeah. I mean, they've really just Kentucky's had, always
1: been there, but it of course, of teams.
0: yeah. They're not even worth mentioning because everyone's like, yeah, of course, Kentucky, but man, SEC basketball used to be kind of just an afterthought. And then now the, you know, Alabama was at the time that you posted these rankings was 31 and five. Good night.
1: Yeah. And, and they were a one seed in the SEC. <laughs> Everyone's seen, so yeah, Tom Izzo, you were uh, absolutely, categorically false and wrong about the Big Ten. Big Ten being the best basketball conference, you were third, uh, and it wasn't even that good. And uh, he, he talked about him being him becoming a Wisconsin fan because that was the only team left after after uh, Michigan State was eliminated was Wisconsin and the NIT, uh, and uh, they got bounced by future Texas Tech head coach. Grant McCaslin
0: allegedly supposedly
1: yeah I I guess theoretically they're still playing there has been an announcement I depending on who you believe there has been a verbal agreement in place for any number of days weeks maybe months between Texas Tech and McCaslin about him taking over as the next head coach here Texas Tech as soon as both of their seasons were over but because they keep winning
0: (laughs) right so North Texas has, you know, they've they've taken out Alcorn State, they've taken out Sam Houston, Big Twelve foe Oklahoma State, Big Ten foe Wisconsin, and um, are on their way to whoever the other two you said were UAB versus Utah Valley.
1: <laughs> so UAB is their only loss in the month of March. And it's the game. So they lost in the conference USA semifinal to the UAB Blazers. I uh, wish of course could get a rematch here in the NIT final. Uh, but they have gone seven and one over the month of March, finishing out their conference schedule and then their tournament. Um, and obviously they're they're still perfect in the NIT, defeating, like you said, Alcorn State, Sam Houston, Oklahoma State, and now Wisconsin. Um, they have they're now winners of thirty games so far this season. Yeah, thirty and seven. Uh, they finished second in their conference to FAU, who is now in the Final Four of the Big Dance, and UAB is third who is still in the NIT, at least as of, I said, of me saying that right now because they are in overtime. Uh, but they are up four with a minute 50 to go. UAB. Anyways, McCasland. McCasland, if I say it enough, I'll, I'll say it right. Although I, I, I've seen some interesting uh, iterations of his name, whether it's Mid-Casland for people that are not so hot on him or those that are big fans or McGasland. Get the gas in there. So I don't know quite where I fall just yet. Um, although I can't appreciate the uh, the defensive approach, something, again, you're, I, I really don't mean to be, like, just stealing all, like, the content and just r- repeating it here. Um, Ryan Mainville said something that, like, I, I found really insightful and that adds a little bit more credence to uh, North Texas, their coaching staff, McCaslin's defense, and, not that they just run the no middle defense and they just do it better than Texas tech has, which I think we've seen a couple of teams do that. They take it and make it better. They've also forced teams like they defend the three really, really well, which has been a downfall for, for Texas tech and these no middle defenses for basically since we've seen it become popular with beard, right? Like, like we're not going to give them the easy shots. We're going to rely on them. We're going to force them to to hit threes and just we'll, we'll, we'll live or die by them getting hot on the three. Um, Where's McCaslin? Lot of deaths, especially recently. But no, but McCaslin's defense, he's been able to uh, to kind of account for that. They, I think, only this year has have they allowed teams to shoot more than thirty percent from three against them. I think last year was like in the mid twenties, like twenty six percent. Holy crap! Do you like it? If you've got the no middle defense and a team that will <laughs> snuff out the three, man. It just feels like there's a happy
0: medium there. You know, maybe less switching, maybe not diving into the lane every single time, crashing into the lane, whatever you want to call it to where you've got to run out 12 feet to contest a shot when they rotate the ball three times around the key. I I don't know. I just, I think there's some medium there to, instead of, Oh, somehow all five of our defenders are in the paint and this guy has a Wide open three.
1: <laughs> a career, How does this keep happening? <laughs> career forty percent shooters, all there, all by himself.
0: Yeah, he's um, seven for eight for today, and just still going.
1: Oh, it's not even it's not even halftime yet. Yeah, uh, let, let's 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 talk about the the women's team real quick. Uh, and I I'm not going to do it justice, just like I'm not doing any of these other things justice because um, tonight I've just been a repeater of other other great content. You know what I'm doing I'm promoting the network, Michael. That's what I'm doing. That's
0: it. That's what you're a network guy. You always have been. Cross. Always been a network guy.
1: Promoting the network. Um, but the Later Raiders did end up falling to Arkansas and the Super 16 round of the ni women's NIT 6671. Um, so their fantastic hell of a season has come to an unfortunate end. Um, only only one team. Finishes their season with a victory, Michael. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, it wasn't the Red Raiders this year. They did shoot end up shooting though in this game, forty percent. Um, I don't know. It was it was uh. If you look at the at the the box score, um, it's fairly back and forth, right? Arkansas got the yes. got the fr- first quarter. Uh, you tied it up at half. Uh Arkansas got the second quarter and then um both teams play lights out in the fourth quarter. Uh but Tech was not able to overcome um that third quarter deficit they found themselves in. Uh they did go on a thirty two to thirteen run. Um which is just ridiculous. Uh they did end up falling though. But they were golly, they 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 had a they had a really terrible start to the game. They were down 15, zero five minutes in. Um,
0: and yeah. They, I mean, tech, one on the run
1: tech clip. They kept fighting.
0: I mean, the fourth quarter, it just kept seeming like, oh man, well, Arkansas is up by 11 or they're up by nine or eight. like, oh, well, it's kind of getting out of hand. And then garlic would shoot like a, hit a prayer of a three or, you know, I mean, it, they kept bouncing back. Farrell even hit a three. She was, you know, big cat was two for two from three and she doesn't really shoot him that much. Uh, But you know, a lot of, a lot of contribution from the seniors, you know, Gerlich only had nine points, but she always does more than just score. But she was two of three from three Farrell. As I mentioned before, she had 12 points. She was five of six from the field. Uh, And then Briamber Scott, goodness, 28 points. My man, Four of seven from three, eight of eight f- from the line, eight of 15 total from the field of, uh, you know, close to a double double had seven rebounds uh, on top of all of that. So, you know, the seniors really showed out and they just kept they kept fighting, man. You you were I would be watching it and thinking, oh, I think this is about to be church because I, I got to listen to a little bit of the third quarter and then I got to watch the fourth and uh, Arkansas would go a little run, and then Tech would go on a run. And next thing you know, Tech's only down by two, or they're down by three. And it just just couldn't quite uh, get enough going to, to win it. But a really good season for the Lady Raiders, and pretty excited about the young players that are going to be sticking around. Hopefully they're all sticking around. I don't know if the portal is quite as rampant as... In in women's sports as it is in men's, it, it may be. I just I just don't know that. But it was it was a good year, like you said. You know, first time to make the postseason in a decade. Getting a lot more interest in, in Lubbock. You know, hosting a couple of NIT games. They're they're really just bringing the crowds back, and you know the the games we got to go to this year were a blast. So. Excited to go to more and see see how this team develops over the years.
1: Yeah, and I, I would assume it's just going to be on a constant tra- trajectory moving forward and and, and improving because uh, you just I just love what what you've seen under Gurlic and just the direction of the team so far. So it's awesome. Obviously, hate to lose, uh, but you know, it's been a great season for them. Uh I did I did turn on the Utah Valley UAB game. It's in overtime. 12 seconds to go. UAB is up by two. Uh shooting free throws now, but the defense looks familiar. <laughs> Let's um, see who McC- who McCaslin
0: gets to take down.
1: It's 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 lo- looking like they're going to play their their conference mate UAB, but we'll see. Uh that game will be here in a couple of days. Do you want to I want to jump over to football, Michael, wrap this thing up so we can talk about some food. Do we have enough to do the intro or should we just? Uh, let's just roll right into it. Let's just...
0: Okay. Okay, so I just mainly wanted to share this one thing. Joey McGuire tweeted this today, and y'all uh, y'all probably saw it. And it's, um, it's of Kitley wearing an Under Armour long-sleeve shirt. It's all black. And it just says, fourth downs are for the boys. <laughs> it's got a double T on it. And so I I loved it. This, of course, made the rounds in every social media thing I'm involved in. And so I commented on it and, you know, just kind of did some comment. And then I got two bot notifications about where I could buy it, which I don't know. Yeah, I'm not clicking. Weird. I'm not clicking those links. And there's all sorts of bots in these bunch, yeah. comments, apparently. And that was not a thing I ever knew. But anyway, fourth downs are for the boys. And I just wanted to take this opportunity to remind everybody In the 2022 season, Texas Tech was 16th in fourth down conversion percentage, 16th in FBS at 63.5%. They were 33 of 52 attempts, which placed them first in the country. They had the most attempts in the entire country on fourth down. Baylor was second with 47. I think they were actually behind Baylor until the bowl game where Joy Big Onions went five of six against Ole Miss.
1: <laughs> Big Onions.
0: And eclipsed them. So I I think I remember looking at the stats at one point, just the Big 12 stats, and I think Tech was behind Baylor on attempts for a little bit, but um, ended up getting first in the country. So, yeah, fourth downs are for the boys, y'all. Get your shirts. Don't click on the bots. Go to a reputable place. Perhaps Cardinals. No free ads.
1: Yeah, so you're mentioning so Texas Tech finishes the season with 52 attempts. Uh, Baylor finishes at 47. Uh, They, you said they had six attempts in the bowl game. So if Baylor didn't go for it at all in in their bowl game, Texas Tech needed all six of them to pass. Um, Next would be third on the list in terms of number of attempts was Navy at 38. Yeah. So second place, pretty big gap. Nine ahead of of of. Sorry. There were nine more to get to second place and then five more to get into first place. So the very comfortable lead there. Uh, And then from there, it's like 37, 37, 37, 36, 33, 33, 33, 32. So Uh, yeah, a bunch stacked up. Um, Joey Pelotas Grandes. (laughs) Nobody converted more either. So you had 33 conversions. Baylor had 30, uh, which means Baylor had a slightly better conversion percentage uh, by 0.03. They had 0.638. You had 0.635, three three thousandths of a point. Yeah, but then again, in on, on terms of number of conversions, then there's a kind of a, a gap there. 25 for North Carolina, 23 for Navy, 22 for West Virginia, uh, who had a, a pretty good conversion percentage of 688, uh, but they only they only attempted uh, 32 times, which is that's, that's those are rookie numbers, man.
0: Yeah, I think number one, if I remember right, was Georgia. They were twelve of thirteen or something. They had the yeah, best.
1: Cons- yeah, they were thirteen of fifteen for eight sixty-seven on the season.
0: Okay, that's what it was. Thirteen of fifteen.
1: Thirteen of fifteen. That's that's a uh, that's just that's non-conference play for for Texas Tech. Fifteen. Of <laughs>
0: <six>. <laughs> that was like the, the the month of October.
1: Month of September, eight. man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's uh, let's jump into what we learned. I, I will give a, a quick behind-the-dish update. It's it's in here, but I'll, I'll just give a quick one. Um, so the last time we spoke, I had just done two games, and they were the farm division, which are eight and nine-year-olds. This is the first division of kid pitch. And I told you it was a little rough because these eight and nine-year-olds are their first starting to figure it out. I since, have since done two nights, so four games of majors and two games of uh American League which is um the top division and I've done two games of nationals, which is the second division um they are much much better than farm okay but th- good. these are these are the ten eleven twelve whatever these are the next next group up um so much better in in pitching and catching uh these these guys have like pitch mixes they're throwing Fastballs and throwing off speed stuff. The catchers are catching and blocking everything. Um, so in the farm game, I got beat up. Like I, I, I caught a lot of balls off, off my my shins. I got foul balls to the face or chest, whatever, all that kind of this nonsense. The th- last Thursday I, I I called two games. I didn't get hit by a pitch once. I was frustrated leaving because like I said, I hadn't I hadn't been hit. Like no injury or whatever. No, no no pain. I closed the gate of the, the Durango after I was done changing, so I took off my gears, done changing. I closed the gate, and I hit the top of my shoulder and I cut it. I was like, I got all the way to me leaving the freaking parking lot, and then I, I hit myself. <laughs> Anyways, I've had a blast. Um, I overheard a conversation last night, and I don't know if they were if they were doing it intentionally, like loud enough so I could hear it but there was a dad or a grandfather that was set up pretty close behind me, like almost over my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, typically you would think they would have some negative things to say about, you know, the umpire in their strike zone, but his son was one of the coaches. Again, I, I don't think they were trying to get into my head and, and whatever, but they were complimentary and saying that like they, they liked me better than the other guy they had because they said, um, his zone is consistent, and it feels like he's got a much better grasp on the game. Oh, I was like, "Well, heck yeah, man! I feel great." <laughs> so
0: until they start throwing sunflower seeds at you next week,
1: yeah, I don't know. I've I've I feel like I've had a couple of really good ge- nights, R- really good games. I haven't really felt like I've I've messed up a whole lot, or like, oh man, I, I should have known better. Um, anyways, I'm having a good time. I'm making a little scratch. It's gonna help me. I've decided it's helping It's gonna help me uh, buy a Blackstone.
0: I want to use. Oh man, you're joining the Blackstone fam.
1: Uh, I'm joining the Griddle fam. I, I, I guess I haven't really decided if it's gonna be a Blackstone or another uh, brand, but Blackstone right now is is on the top of my list because it's just the the market leader right now in griddles. I was
0: at Outdoor Chef recently because I have a. Uh, I still got some. Christmas gift card money burning a hole in my pocket. And yes, I, I was looking at the Blackstones and they have a, they had a really small one. I, I was about to talk myself into, but I was like, nah, I don't know. I don't know yet.
1: All right. UAB survives. They, they were shooting a free throw there. They were up only by two missed the free throw. The Utah Valley <laughs> guy coming off of the, the line grabs a rebound, with 0.5 seconds left and shoots, like, I don't know, most of a full court shot, misses it badly, but you got a pretty good look at it if you can have a good look from, you know, 85 feet. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, UAB North Texas will be playing for the NIT Championship. Um, I'm sure everybody saw this. I'm just going to, I'm just, I'm just gonna share it because this is just right up our alley. Uh, the Texas Rangers released some of their new food offerings at the ballpark this year, and this is making me uh, a little not homesick, but just a little jealous. I can't make it out to more more Rangers baseball games, despite what I said about them buying the the roster they have to only win seventy games <laughs> or whatever. You're um, still
0: you're still a true fan.
1: Well, because here's the thing, like. It just it just just doesn't seem like the pieces they they've bought have just they felt too disjointed. Like there, there's too much of a gap between like the top end of the roster and like the guys that you'll be seeing play every day. Like teams that are in the playoffs and competing, there's a there's a much smaller window of like their best player and their worst player, where it feels like you've got guys like Jacob deGrom, Marcus Simeon, Corey Seeger at the top end of your roster and then guys like Robbie Grossman Leodi Tavares like like uh, who who is this
0: <laughs> I don't know any of those so yeah I'm 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 lost on all of them
1: uh you will you will thankfully get to get to see a lot of Josh Young in a Rangers uniform this year which I'm super excited mm-hmm. about that um and I'm I'm mildly interested to see if the 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 pitching they were able to buy and or trade for can can do something. But like I just it just feels like they're just guys around the rest of the 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 defense, right? Like Nathaniel Lowe at first. Uh Garcia Garcia's pretty good, but he's I mean he's not like a fantastic defender. He's got a little bit of a bad but anyways, saying all that, really want to talk about the food because that's what we're here for. Um, new Texas sized treats This came out from the Rangers, uh, yesterday. They're coming out. They've come out with the boomstick burger. We all know the boomstick was a hot dog offering for a few years. It was a two foot dog. This is going to be a burger. So it's a burger, obviously chili cheese, fried onion rings and jalapenos, but it's a two foot burger. Oh, my um, God. I, this has got to be one of those things where you have to order with a group, right?
0: Yeah. Um, and that's a that's a pretzel bun, is it not? That looks like a pretzel bun.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Spencer, do you think you and I could take down this Boomstick Burger?
1: No. You don't think so? No.
0: Would I, we would need,
1: need a third person? We would need at least a third. I don't know about the volume uh, capacity you're able to eat at, um, my volume capacity has been greatly reduced <laughs> and, and, and this isn't like saying I've had some kind of, uh, gastric surgery. I haven't. Um, but you're with my, getting older that, well, and then with my, uh, with my, whether it's, uh, just indigestion or influx or re- reflux or uh, a hernia, whatever it is, like, I am super cautious about how much, like I, I, I start to get that like full feeling. I'm like, Oh, I'm really too much. Um, because there'll be times when I'll, I'll like, I'll have a little, like a, a drink of water, a glass of water. And then I feel full. L- Luckily I have like that, that feeling of fullness hasn't really, hasn't been an issue the past few days. So like, I don't know if the, like, the, the, the flare up or whatever it was has gone back down. If I've just been on Omeprazole for so long, it's just kind of numbed it all away. I didn't take it today. I'm trying to see if it's going to be like if the Meprazole was just kind of masking everything else or if it like, you know, if it's a hernia or whatever. Long story short, no, I don't think between the two of us, we could take down this two foot burger. Uh, We would need a third and probably a third that could put some food away. Yeah. I,
0: I, I mean, I have definitely lost my fastball on the, the consumption amount that I can do. I'm also trying to cut kind of for similar reasons. This is, this is turning into a gastro talk here with Spencer and Michael, but I am cutting back on dairy and I've, I'm on like week two of trying to really cut back on it, not eliminate it entirely, but pretty close. And it's really been going really well. I've felt a lot better. And so just seeing all of this melted nacho cheese on this thing just makes me feel like, think like, Oh my God, if I did this, then I would just, um, immediately need to call a cab and go home.
1: What, what is, what is on top of the, the toppings under the top bun? What, what is that substance up there? It looks like a cheese, but it's more like a, like a solid cheese.
0: Okay. Say, say, well, I, is, that's just part of the bun, right?
1: Is it not? That, that, that could be the bun. You're right. You're right. Okay. I was like, because that almost looks like a like a, a goat cheese or something.
0: That's why I think it's a pretzel bun. All right. Because it's got it's that really soft, fluffy it. white there. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Okay. We're good there. Next up, um, the offerings at the ballpark, pizza dogs. So these are sausages with a little bit of red sauce. Red sauce? Probably just marinara. <laughs> Mozzarella and pepperoni on top now i could probably put down a couple of these and immediately regret it because of the aforementioned reflux and indigestion that will surely to follow this bad boy but well and the way they're doing it is
0: excellent because they've stacked it just like you said and then obviously they're putting it under the broiler for a little bit Mm -hmm. so they're getting that you're getting the cheese melted you're getting a little bit of crispness on that pepperoni a little bit on the sausage there I like that. Pizza dog, spelt D-A-W-W-G. Yeah,
1: dog. It's got the dog in him. Dog. All right, next dog up, pal. brisket croissant. Looks like a croissant with some I think brisket in it and a little bit of a barbecue sauce glaze some on Some cheese. Top. Yeah, probably some cheese in there.
0: This might be the most intriguing one of all of them and seems like the most like handheld edible thing you would probably want at a ballpark. Possibly, yeah. I like this one. I think this is my favorite.
1: It's going to be good. My uh, my most intriguing favorite maybe the Flamin' Hot Cheetos pretzel oh. next up.
0: Ofer, least favorite. <laughs> I want no part of this thing. It's just it's exactly what it sounds. It's a soft pretzel with a bunch of crushed Flamin' Hot Cheetos all over it and it just seems like it would be a disaster.
1: <laughs> you know what this reminds me of like it doesn't show it with any kind of dip. Uh, one pretzel with cheese dip is is really good. Yes. In middle school, we used to get uh, like chili cheese fries, but we would also dip like a bag of hot Cheetos in the chili and cheese. Like what we what we put on our into our bodies in middle school, <laughs> just absolutely atrocious. To then only go outside and 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 be in competitive athletics that afternoon was a miracle. <laughs> we weren't throwing up every day. Um, so that kind of nacho cheese side cup of dip, whatever could actually be pretty good because, well, like I said, the pretzel itself and the cheese is good. I'm used to, I've at least like 20 years ago, used to dip Cheetos in nacho cheese. So I'm sure have you, you can you, find some dip there. Have you seen, speaking of dip, have
0: you seen the new Doritos dips? No. I've, I've seen some, of all places, like some sponsored ads on Facebook. <laughs> and I'm like, I what are that. these? And the... It's just a little cup of Dorito, like nacho cheese flavored dips for
1: oh, Doritos
0: what, brand. Yeah. Little so cups you
1: can get them at Walmart.
0: Yeah. So I would think if that was an option, that would be a very good dip to have with a soft pretzel.
1: Okay. Nacho, so nacho cheese dip. Uh they've got spicy nacho flavored dip. And they've got Cool Ranch Jalapeno flavored dip. Oh,
0: Cool Ranch Jalapeno. They don't even have that as a chip. They need to do that. Turns out my daughter, I think, has been getting... They sell chips at the school. And the lunch line. And she doesn't really compute that they cost more. And so she'll get them every now and then. And we're like, okay, whatever. But she's been getting the spicy nacho Doritos because she's been talking about how spicy the chips are at school, but, but she just keeps saying, but they're just, you know, they're just the Doritos. Stop. Sorry. I'm so sorry.
1: Autoplay video got me there. Oh no, you're good. I didn't even hear it. Still going. Where is it? Is it, is it uh, ESPN? No, it's actually YouTube. I'm trying to click on the next things. <laughs> I'm trying to load oh. them up, brother. I'm trying to be ready. Well, though.
0: they're videos. Yeah, they're videos. Okay. So we're, we're good enough. And I said, okay, so so that's, that's my nice, cue. That's nice. So the, the other thing I wanted to talk about was, uh, oh, man, and I still am such a gringo trying to pronounce. Oh,
1: I can't I, wait I, to hear you pronounce this. I keep wanting to
0: say the West Texan in me, who, still, who took three years <laughs> of Spanish in high school.
1: Y'all, he's, wants, still, he's trying so hard not to say it. Just say it, dude. Let's hear it. He wants me to say Berea. Nope. Bedia. <laughs>
0: I know, Borea. I know that's that's how it's pronounced. But there's, I even order it that. Way. I have, I have ordered it that way. I have like had this talk with myself. I'm not gonna say berea quesadilla. I'm not gonna say quesadilla. <laughs> and I get up to the food truck and I say it. And I'm like, what an idiot.
1: So okay, so, I'm sorry. Really quickly, I, I had a similar ahead. experience back when the Napoleon Dynamite movie first came out, and we were going to Taco Bell with the ordering. And I was, of course, ordering for everybody. And my brother says, "I want a quesadilla." And just like without thinking, I turned and repeated that to the speaker <laughs> box. Like, hey, can we get a quesadilla? I was like, ah, oh, I need a quesadilla. <laughs> All right, sorry. So you ordered the 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 taco. The burrilla well, quesadilla. quesadilla. Well, it just got brought up today that
0: it's just kind of how messy they are.
1: Okay. Uh, it's because they're they're just so in greasy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and that way though. Oh yeah, they're great. I I, I love them. And I thought, well, you know. It seems like this would be ripe for a casserole.
1: Like, the, <laughs> you know, who thinks that? <laughs> <laughs> Me, because <laughs> so like this it's so bur- messy. To- <laughs> Buria quesadilla could be really good casserole. Well,
0: no, no <laughs> just just the <laughs> birria tacos in general. Just just that should be because they're so messy. They're delicious.
1: Oh, for but sure. They, okay,
0: they okay. are messy Sorry. and. You know, people with beards can sympathize with the juice running down the chin. That's one thing. But running down the chin into the beard kind of can throw
1: your day off a little bit. Well, because it, 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 it's, it, it's, a, it's a concerted effort to have to clean it. It doesn't
0: that. leave. Yeah, you've got to shower to completely feel like you've gotten... Why is your beard so shiny? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Went to a food truck at lunch. But anyway, the, I thought... <laughs> I did have this thought myself. And I thought, surely someone has already done this. And so I look up Berea. See, there I go again. <laughs> Berea taco casserole. And the first thing that pops up is this wonderful video on, on the YouTube. And let's see, her name is Views on the Road. She's got like a million subscribers. Anyway, uh-huh. um, she... She says, our goal is geared towards preserving our indigenous, Mexican, and American heritage. So it's not like – how do I say this? It's not like some of those TikTok videos where you know that someone's obviously just throwing something in a pan to be an asshole. You know what I mean? Sure. Where they're making something that is no – sane, normal person would eat. And it's like, they're, it, it's this joke, but no one's saying it's a joke. And so it's just like, first you take seven sticks of butter and then you crunch up nine bags of Funyuns. And then, you know, you, or whatever it is, they don't have accents like that. But anyway, it's usually like just some really attractive woman who looks like she just drinks water. <laughs> and And then she's making like this crazy thing that usually involves a, a marble countertop because it's so much crap to mix that they there's not a bowl big enough. And anyway, so I was like, okay, well I don't want that. And I've I found this was like the first the first thing that popped up and I clicked it and she has she has a separate recipe about how to make how do you say it again? BDA. Bidia. How to make it just period. And she's got, it's, it's, it's slow roasted beef with carrots and bay leaves. And I think she's got, it's got a ton of other stuff in it too.
1: And the peppers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause that's what it is that that is, it's just a a stew basically. And then, you know, the tacos, what's, it's just putting that kind of stewed meat into the tacos and that's why they're so messy. So she made this awesome casserole. I suggest y'all watch the video views on the road. I'm saying her name again, um, and she like layers it. It's kind of like a lasagna. She layers it with, with tostadas and uh, she said what kind of cheese it was. And I forgot, but it's, it's a white cheese. Hawaka. Yeah, I think so. And then of course the meat. And uh, I think she had some rice on one of the layers and a couple other. Anyway, that looks really good. And then after I was done with that video, she has one that sounds even better. And it's... How do you say it again?
1: Bedia. <laughs> it's B. B. Uh, Bedia. Dia.
0: Bedia. Bedia. Fries. So basically she
1: she takes that... It replaces the, the tortilla with fries.
0: Yep. Just a bed of delicious fries. I think it's a similar or same white cheese. Uh, that wonderful beef that she's made and then it's all shredded apart and just... <sighs>
1: I'm probably, it looks really good. probably more interested in the fry recipe than the casserole recipe. This I, I think
0: I, I got to that point, too, because at first I just had in my head, well, there's got to be a better vessel to eat, to, to get these flavors. And I thought, well, casserole, obviously, because, you know, I was raised Southern Baptist and <laughs> casseroles are just everywhere. But uh, I, I that was where I first went. And then, you know, she had that, which looked awesome but then i think the fries look even better so I'm, I'm just all in on these varieties whatever whatever other vessels and and ways people can come up with to eat this food i'm in let's let's just keep going don't stop don't stop it tacos or quesadillas or casseroles or fries keep going what else what else i got
1: these are definitely things i i can see like on a food truck or like you could find a, a concession stand at a game uh m- more of like a like a a place that's I mean not like at like a high school concession center like literally mall fields or whatever, but I feel like you go to like Texas Tech baseball game and got a little Mexican restaurant at the corner, whatever that's serving yes. tacos or media fries that you could take back to your seat because you're already getting those those massive uh, barbecue pulled pork frito pie things, which I, I don't even know if they're still being offered but you know like there's that one concession center in the, the right field down the first baseline. You can get a fantastic Frito pie, just absolutely drowning in all of the best barbecue stuff you could ever want. But you, you could also have, have a place that was doing like a big boat of these idiot fries. Yes. That, like, you just, just stab a fork in it, pass the boat over, and like, all right, that'll be $12. What if you, sure, what if you, sure take my money. <laughs> what if you put it,
0: what if you put it on a plate of warm
1: Fritos? So just like a a frito pie, but
0: birria frito pie.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm sure it's fine. I like the fries.
0: Yeah, I think the fries are better. That that might be better. So
1: now, yeah, the, I, I got to convince the family we got to have some birria sometime.
0: I know, I know. So do I, because
1: it, it I, I makes feel like so we could much. make it. It
0: makes so it much.
1: Does. No, I've, and I've, that's why you I've need to it. like. I've done it. Y- Oh, you have really? Yeah, I know you've done it. And because you're using a roast cut of meat, you get a lot of meat.
0: Well, that was um, part of the reason
1: you got. You have to find different vessels that that serve it. You can't. You can't just do with a quesadilla taco version of it. Anyways,
0: I I had one last thing to share. Let's do it. Uh, Also seen from the Discord a photo of Peeps marshmallows, which, you know, that's already a polarizing topic or just Peeps in general. So hold on to your butts because these are hot tamale, fierce cinnamon Peeps marshmallow. Are you interested? Are you in or out Spencer? Absolutely
1: out on this. (laughs) Are you out on Peeps in general? Yeah. The one there, they're, they're, they're way too sweet. Um, even with a hot tamale flavoring on it, you're going to get the just blast of sugar. Once you get through the sweetness or I mean the blast of sugar, once you get through the spice In hot tamales, I just, I, I like spicy food. I do. I just, I don't get the, the hot spicy cinnamon. No, take. the, and these are the kind, these are
0: so sweet. They're the kind that make your teeth hurt. Oh yeah. So that's almost not really worth it. And then I'm with you on the hot tamales. The, Actual hot tamales, you know, the candy, I don't know what it is. I don't crave them or get them very often, but sometimes I see them and I would just eat an entire handful. They're delicious. I do like them. I think part of it's because I love Mike and Ike's. So just like that little (laughs) capsule of gel candy just speaks to me. I'll try whatever flavor you've got. But man, there is something about that flavor because as good as HEB's cookies are, They had like this um, cinnamon chocolate It was supposed to be like a hot chocolate cinnamon Oreo kind of Mm -hmm. thing. And I was really excited about it because it was supposed to be kind of like a spicy hot chocolate. But it was like red hot or hot tamale spicy chocolate chocolate cookie. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't finish them no one else in the in the house liked them and I kept powering through and then finally when when I realized I was the only one eating them out of just sheer willpower I decided to get rid of them
1: I I just I don't want I, I don't like the sweet and spicy I do
0: but not that one not like the fake spicy and sweet
1: like I I think I've been fairly like, I, in terms of like my, my 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 food tastes, I'm pretty straightforward, right? Like I don't really care for tricked up anything, truffle what your way. Oh. <laughs> um, the 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 most you're gonna get out I of me, mean, like in terms of like mixing, like those kind of flavors are gonna be like a sweet and salty.
0: Yeah, like those trail mixes.
1: That or like a like a like a, a candy bar that has peanuts in it or something.
0: Like a sea salt dark chocolate? I don't like dark C- chocolate. Sea, sea salt and caramel. I don't like dark. Something caramel. like that.
1: What the hell? Dark chocolate's great. I love well, like, dark chocolate. Like a Mr. Good bar? Like those little like oh, the the man. fun size of those or anyways, yeah. I, I don't I don't eat a lot of candy bars, but Payday? Oh yeah, for sure and i i know i i know i just i don't like caramel but a payday slaps
0: yes absolutely it does <laughs> and uh, thank you i'm going to i'm going to tell my wife this cuz i got one on a road trip recently and she's like why did you get that of all the candy bars <laughs> you could have gotten something else i was like i really like these she's like why yeah it, 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 they're the worst ones it's no. <laughs> like no they're not <laughs> i felt i was starting to get really defensive <laughs> no they're they're but they're really good. Why? Why? What's good about it? Well, I like the peanuts. There's nine other candy bars with peanuts, but I
1: like this one. I like it too. It's okay. There's We're no good. chocolate. You don't have to have chocolate. It's fine. I know. So yeah, that's, I, I, I just, I'm just, I don't get down with like the, the, the mixed flavors, especially from the different profiles. Like, like I said, except for you know, sweet and spicy, it's not sweet and spicy, sweet and salty. Um, but even that's kind of rare. Anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that was a shock to everybody that I, I've i got some just strangely <laughs> immature tastes, but whatever. All right, that'll do it for us on the 23 Personal Podcast. We covered baseball, being a little sad, got a chance to bounce back and get right with TCU coming to town this weekend. Basketball, hopefully hear from a, have a new head coach here pretty soon. Football, uh, spring practice coming up, spring game going to be at Lowry Field. Lots of good food, but for Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast. Help us out by subscribing, rating the show, and leaving a review. Follow us on Twitter at 23 Personnel,
1: Spencer at Punt Suck, and Michael at Michael underscore LVK. Be sure to catch the next episode. And until then, guns up and
0: let the tortillas fly.